Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We have breaking news today, David. Yeah, uh, we're still waiting for more details on this, but at least five people are dead after a shooting at a bank in Louisville. Uh, it happened around 8.30 a.m. local time uh, at a building that houses an old National Bank location. A uh, witness inside the building said uh, that an unidentified man with a long assault rifle began opening fire on the first floor. That was per WHAS 11. Uh, now, the cops are saying that he had a connection to the bank as an employee or former employee, Carol Markowitz. Uh, she She's a columnist, but she also has this knack for picking up on breaking news stories before anyone else has details. Truly uh, interesting. Identified the shooter as a 25-year-old bank employee. Okay. So keep an eye on that story. Um, one of the big stories from over the weekend, and this was actually the lead at Good Morning America, details on this intelligence leak and apparently this intelligence leak that we have circulated for weeks before raising any alarms yeah it's there it was like part of a slideshow or something for intelligence about ukraine and russia yes first posted in january to a small group and it was on minecraft yeah like what what is what? that wait a minute <laughs> It was on Minecraft. Yeah. Yes. Like they're they're playing. You can chat back and forth on Minecraft. And if you don't know any kids in your or have any kids in your life, Minecraft is this game that younger people are just obsessed with, where you build stuff and you can knock stuff down. And anyway, apparently uh, this was shared on some sort of internal chat. So I don't know if that's what Joe Biden means when he says "build back better." Because it's on Minecraft. <laughs> Man, I didn't see that coming. That's yeah. pretty good. Or, you know, given some of the past allegations, maybe that's just, you know, Joe Biden's preferred cruising grounds. I don't know. Possibly. Well, just reading from the Wall Street Journal version of the story, it said sometime in January, seemingly unnoticed by the outside world, an anonymous member of a group numbering just over a dozen began to post files, many labeled as top secret providing details about the war in Ukraine. Holy cow. Intercepted communications about U.S. allies, such as Israel and South Korea. We're spying on our friends again. That's never a good look. And details of American penetration of Russian military plans, among other topics. The story goes on to say, the documents, which appear to have numbered in the hundreds stayed among the members of the tiny group on the Discord messaging platform until early March when another user reposted several dozen of them to another group with a larger audience. From there, at least 10 files migrated to a much bigger community focused on the Minecraft computer game. So that's how it all started. Good uh, Lord. I'm, I'm My so head's spinning right now. I found that out this morning, the Minecraft connection, and immediately yeah. I'm, I'm texting my nieces and nephew asking if they know who actually killed John F. Kennedy. Like, <laughs> how are their classified documents just circulating? 
What the heck? Remember the UFO one on Grand Theft Auto? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says on Wednesday, with the U.S. government apparently still unaware, a Russian propaganda account on Telegram posted a crudely doctored version of one of the uh, documents alongside a few unedited ones. So the FBI and Justice Department are now on a sprawling hunt, as it says, <laughs> for answers on how the dozens of images that purport to show secret documents surfaced online. A government probe launched on Friday at the request of the Defense Department is searching for the source of the leak. Okay, this is astounding. How does this happen? Just one person went rogue that was in the know? And just putting this out there online for, you know, like a dozen people, and then it just grows from there? I don't know, man. But at the same time, Joe Biden isn't exactly careful with any sort of classified information. We know that. Yes. So I I don't know. I'm not really suggesting that he was playing Minecraft. I don't think he would be able to figure out the nuances no. of the game. But, man, what... He's like, well, well I yeah. mean, is this like a Snowden thing? Somebody wants this stuff out yeah. there, so you just start this going about it this way, and then it's harder to find out exactly who the leaker was? Maybe. I wonder if Disney didn't hide it in one of those Easter eggs, <laughs> Snow White movie or whatever. <laughs> Said the intelligence leak is shaping up to be one of the most damaging in decades. Golly! The disclosure complicates Ukraine's spring offensive. It will likely inhibit the readiness of foreign allies to share sensitive information with the U.S. government. Really? Well, yeah, you guys let it out there on Minecraft. I mean, that's the takeaway. We just got a note from one of our listeners that said uh, the scenario of sharing secret info was on an episode of Jack Ryan on Prime Video. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. Holy smokes. Yeah. So, Okay. And, and, of course, it says it potentially exposes America's intelligence sources with Russia and other hostile nations. It's just, uh, God, you shake your head. Yes. You know, maybe maybe Joe was on to something when he said, hey, all those classified documents, they were next to my Corvette in a locked garage. <laughs> At least they weren't <laughs> out on the Internet. <laughs> Somehow this is going to get blamed on Trump. I don't know how oh, yeah, yet, but it will. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're trying to figure out, all right, who had original access to these files. So keeping an eye on that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Joe Biden was quoted as saying what this weekend? Well, he, he did a lighthearted interview with NBC's Al Roker at the old oh White gosh. House Easter egg roll. And Al Roker, putting on his journalist cap, said, hey, man, help a brother out. That's what he actually said. He did say that. Uh, let, let me know, are you running for president again? Are you running for re-election here? Okay, roll it. Are you saying that uh, you would be uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024? Well, I'll either be rolling an egg or you know, being the, the, good, you know, the guy who's pushing them out. <laughs> yes, he's running again. Remember, remember That's when, what that means. Remember, it's code. Remember when your grandpappy had a piece of straw in his mouth or something? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell does that even yeah. mean? You know what, man? If they... If they're really wanting to keep state secrets out of the hands of our adversaries, all they need to do is just have Joe Biden dictate everything. No one yes. will ever be able to make heads or tails of any of it. No. Try to figure out that code. Yeah, absolutely. I, when he said rolling it up the hill or the guy pushing it out. I mean, well, I'll, either, I'll either be rolling an egg or you know, being the, the, good, you know, the guy who's pushing them out. I'm trying to tie together the Easter egg roll thing. Mm-hmm. 
Who knows, I'll man? Be the guy. You keep looking at me like, explain it to you. I, I can't. It's that. It's I'm sorry. That, it's that darn stutter acting up again. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Flared up at the wrong time. Well, at least for the vice president over the weekend, they found something she could do that she's decent at. I mean, it's still reprehensible. Horrible person. But I mean, as far Horrible. as solving problems, yeah. No, of course not. But show up in a city to uh, somehow fan the flames of racism. Mm-hmm. Perceived racism, oh, that's yeah. what she's good at, as she was in Tennessee over the weekend. Yeah. yeah. In, in Tennessee to support the two lawmakers who got expelled for leading an insurrection uh, a couple of weeks ago. and uh, But apparently now Democrats are the party of the insurrections. They support it as long as the insurrection is done for something that they agree with. And in this case, you had a couple of lawmakers let protesters in to the mm-hmm. state house to protest uh, guns, guns, guns. And yes. so they violated the rules of the chamber. They got the boot. Now, they probably will win those seats back. That's probably how. So all of this, remember, is just a show. That's yep. all it is. And so, of course, Kamala Harris goes down to Tennessee and she's saying, hey, you can't silence the voice of the people. This is about targeting African-American constituents <laughs> in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. I, I just wonder if if they were white, would media pay this much attention would kamala harris show up mm. and i'm guessing no because this is a chance they there you've heard it the reason they're being ousted is because they're black why wasn't the older white lady booted it was just the two young black men and then they just stick to that narrative they stick to things that are advantageous to them six people are dead six people are dead two it, weeks have gone by you've said virtually nothing Kamala didn't have time to visit and, and the victim's now, family, here Scott. You are, she was linking arms with insurrectionists. Is, yes. Give me a freaking break. Something I happen to see it. I you know, this is one of those on a lighter note kind of stories, BuzzFeed. And it was bizarre rules that parents had for kids. This was like this little roundup. And I thought this was the interesting thing about this. Because you go through some of these bizarre rules. Like one kid wasn't allowed to use the word fart. They had to call them fluffs. Because if you go back decades, fart was like a cuss word, right? But to a BuzzFeed audience, that's like new news. Okay. Um, Who fluffed? (laughs) (laughs) One mom told her kids not to cover their mouth when they coughed or sneezed because they didn't want their hands to get dirty. (laughs) Which is kind of funny. Stupid. Um, Another one was a kid's mom thought drinking more than one glass of water a day would dilute the nutrients in their body so after one glass they had to drink seven up Jeez, cool mom (laughs) just all this bizarre stuff about parents and how basically dumb they used to be um like oh a kid's grandfather wouldn't let them finish their leftover cereal milk by drinking it from the bowl they had to finish it with their spoon because drinking it from the bowl would be uncouth (laughs) oh i see that's sort of thing everywhere yeah oh sure um, oh, a girl's mom made all of her friends wear s- socks in the swimming pool because she was paranoid everyone had planter warts. The planter's warts? Yeah. And the, and, the, and, the, and the sock would stop it from spreading, huh? Yes. Yes. We, we found the first masker. All right. <laughs> so as I look through um, all of these, you know, bizarre rules, and of course they're just mindless, right? And prove it in time that they were all wrong. The funny thing to me was that through them all, none are as ridiculous as a 12-year-old identifies as a boy, even though it's a girl, 
and all of the adults have to play along right. and possibly give life-changing puberty blockers to this kid and maybe undergo surgery that would change the rest of their lives. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the woman who made the, uh, the kids wear the socks in the pool didn't make everybody cut off their feet. <laughs> nope, they did not. So I'm just, you know, picturing the BuzzFeed readers going, yeah, <laughs> antiquated, archaic nonsense from these parents. Yes, get puberty blockers for your kids. <laughs> I would rather the parent make the mistake with the socks in the pool, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you can get over that one. It's a little hard the other way. Wow. Okay, there's a lot to get to today. Um, the state of Texas on Friday was up in arms of what happened to an you have to hear this entire story straight ahead the pardon is on the way the markley van camp and robin show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins david van camp upset friday night what was going on in texas well it's it's disgraceful i've never been so ashamed of my home state so you got this story and I remember talking about it at the time when this was going down because it didn't look like anything was going to happen on the legal front. But a U.S. Army sergeant named Daniel Perry uh, on Friday was convicted of murder because he defended himself against an armed protester in Austin nearly three years ago. July 2020, the summer of love. Perry was driving for Uber. He had driven down about an, from about an hour away uh, to make a little bit of money. He came across a group of people blocking the road. He tried to make a turn. The mob swarmed him. And a guy named Garrett Foster approached his door. He was carrying an AK-47. Perry shot him with his concealed carry. Legally obtained, had it. Um, he drove away and then called the cops to let him know what happened. So he sees. So you got the mob swarming the guy's car. And you can see video of this. He's trying to get through the crowd. They don't disperse. In fact, they, they swarm around his car. A dude with an AK shows up. He sees that and says, oh, crap, pulls out his piece, shoots and kills the guy, then gets out of Dodge, calls the cops immediately. Says, here's what happened. The lead investigator, yeah. in fact, the lead investigator now says the, uh, the prosecutor uh, helped remove or told him to remove exculpatory evidence so we could go after this guy. <laughs> Holy smokes. Uh, the cops initially said it was justified. Yeah, you got a guy with a rifle. You got your right. being surrounded by a mob, which had been lighting fires and whatnot during the mostly peaceful riots of 2020. So, yeah, this does look like a justified shooting. <clears throat> the radical leftist prosecutor, though, went after him. They found him guilty because of social media posts where he had ranted about uh, violent protests going on around the country. I think Trump had tweeted something and he responded. Uh, Trump had tweeted something about Oklahoma saying like, yeah, good luck pulling this off in Oklahoma. Okay. And then right. the guy responded saying, uh, oh yeah, tell him to try it in Texas. The, you know, they'll learn what don't mess with Texas means. Yeah. Um, now, and again, according to the lead investigator at the time, the prosecutor also removed exculpatory evidence showing this was probably self-defense. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott, though, put out a statement over the weekend saying that he is working on a pardon uh, for him after this guilty verdict. Now, the, the interesting thing, the governor does not have the unilateral authority to just pardon people in the state of Texas. So okay. you've got to go to an act to a pardon board, which will decide whether or not and then he can sign it. The whole thing, man. 
trying to use this against the guy saying, yeah, don't mess with Texas. Like he was out looking for someone yeah. to shoot. No. During the riot, a dude had an AK. Yeah. Which I've been reminded several times is a weapon of war. <laughs> right. So how do you expect him to react? Yeah. Just not defend yourself? Because really, that's what the left has been saying for a while. Oh, yeah. Just take it like a little female dog. Okay? Just take it. Don't defend yourself because that's against the law. No, absolutely not. You have the right to defend yourself. And he's trained in self-defense. He knows. Absolutely. Imminent danger. Yeah. And and the thing is, he, like everybody else, had been seeing what was going on around the country. Guy shows up with a rifle uh, next to your car. Yeah, you're thinking something could go down. I need to defend myself. Right. And that's it. I, it seems pretty cut and dry. I, I love this. It's almost, it's, to me, it's dumber than even the Kyle Rittenhouse cross state lines thing. <laughs> but they said, well, he, he drove down from Killeen, a different city. Killeen's like, so an, what? It's like an hour away. I mean, so what? When I, when I, it doesn't matter how far you drive, you can still defend yourself. Up I, yours. I mean, I, I, when I was 18 and 19, I lived in San Antonio and I was a, a, wanting to be a musician. I drove to Austin pretty much every weekend to try to make yes. money. It, and, he shot people every weekend. And well, I, he took his axe <laughs> and he slayed the crowd constantly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. Man, you talked about Trump. Did you see the cheers he got at the UFC fight I in did. Miami? I did. Holy cow, so man. Let's go, Brandon Chant. Well, that was the fighter that's retiring that got that thing started. Jorge Masvidal, I think I got it. It's all very funny. Um, Well, he lost the fight, announced his retirement, but he looks over because Trump is ringside there with Kid Rock and Mike Tyson. Okay, and he says this. I'm a huge fan, and I appreciate everything you've done. Also, I want to say, greatest president in the history of the world, sitting right there. We also got the greatest governor of all time here in Florida. Let's keep Florida free, a red state, and let's take that. You know who? Let's go brand them motherfuckers out of power and replace him. If I could get it just one time. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, yeah, that was fun. All right. News update. And what's your story? Coming up right here. Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot going on today. David, any updates as far as Louisville? Pretty much the same as what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, uh, at least five people dead after a shooting at a bank building. Uh, the suspect, uh, according to reports, is a 25-year-old, uh, either current or recently former employee of the bank who... We don't know why, uh, but we know he did uh, murder people inside that building. He is also dead as well. Okay. Keep you up to date on that. Happened to see this over the weekend. Representative Mike Gallagher from Wisconsin, Republican, um, talked about Taiwan and China and that basically this thing is on. And we better arm Taiwan fast and beef it up. Because war is coming from China. Are you hearing the same thing? Well, China's been doing these uh, military drills in the area. Looking like they're kind of circling the wagons. I mean, a lot of things are falling into place for them with various countries around the world as a result of sanctions against Russia are turning to the Chinese currency as their standard trade currency. 
and that will help prop up their economy for whatever else they might plan on do uh, doing. Because, I mean, without that financial backing, I don't think they'd be in a place to actually start a war. But if they've got their allies that have been sort of forced onto their side because they can't really do business with Russia, with U.S. currency and all of that, then uh, yeah, now, yeah, it kind of looks like it's on in the near future. And so probably saw in the last week, um, we meet with Taiwan's leader. Mm-hmm. And House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is a big part of that. And then all the threats from China come down. You know, and listen, I understand that foreign affairs are on another level from just normal decorum of how, you know, in even the business world, you treat one another and uh, different competitors. But every once in a while, as a citizen, you watch this play out. And as China makes these threats all the time, you're like, or what? <laughs> you're telling us when we can and can't meet with the leader of Taiwan? No, it doesn't work that way. That's Neanderthal thinking, isn't it, from me? Well, that's what, that's what yeah, the, the Model UN Club would say. Yes. Yeah, I don't, don't care about them. What would you say, David? What, what would, would you I say, say, Scott? No, I, I, I am sick and tired of, of our leadership basically always walking on eggshells because they don't want to offend the sensibilities of the Chinese government. Okay, so that's not just me. No, no I mean, no. when, when they're, okay. they're giving us a rectal exam with that spy balloon and we're like, yes. well, we don't want to shoot it down because we don't want relations to be uh, more tense. It's like, no, 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 no. It's time for them to start worrying about what we will do if they keep poking the bear. That's it. I'm not trying to say, oh, we need to go, you know, bomb Beijing or anything like right. that. No, but... Make it clear to these people that you can't just keep poking us the way that you you have for so long. To quote the movie that we all love and hold near and dear to our hearts, I'd just like to say, we don't do that. <laughs> oh, from the Warriors? Yes. Yeah. There was another one, man. I can't help it. Maybe I've seen these movies too many times, and this is the reaction. For this, it's Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, well. You going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? <laughs> Tired of hearing the yapping. Anyway, uh, Gallagher went on to say... <laughs> That's a great line. Um, it's important for the American people not to be intimidated when China does this. And the fact that the Chinese were throwing a temper tantrum about the Speaker of the House meeting with the democratically elected leader of Taiwan on American soil just shows you how sensitive they are. Yes. And then that's when he said, we've got to get weapons to Taiwan because that's what it's looking like more and more is this thing is going to be on, you know, along with everything else going on in the world. That's, you know, something that we definitely have to pay attention to. So that's out there. Um, It's that time of the show where we go around the table and it may not be the biggest story of the day, but it caught your attention today. David, what's your story? Oh, we've talked about this a little bit, and especially after the AI deep fakes are getting more and more advanced, we're realizing 2024 is going to be an absolute nightmare. Because you really, even more than usual, won't be able to tell immediately what is real and what is fake. And now there's a researcher who uh, works with uh, New York University who tells Fortune in an interview, we should be scared bleepless. 
<laughs> and this okay. is and, and the example that is given is uh there was a Twitter account that posted a photo of uh Paul Vallis. He had been one of the two candidates running for mayor in the runoff election and he lost. Mm-hmm. But there was a faked recording in which he appeared to downplay police shootings by arguing that in my day, officers would kill as many as 18 people in their career and no one would bat an eye. <laughs> and that circulated. It was eventually taken down and properly identified as misinformation. Um, but not before thousands of people saw it. Right. And so, I mean, when you just look back in recent history... Uh, let's go back to the 2020 election. I mean, where you had people convinced that Donald Trump was stealing mailboxes. <laughs> and that was just because Democrat Party activists were telling their Democrat activist pals in the media that Donald Trump was stealing mailboxes. And that became a major news story. It wasn't it true. It wasn't happening. But now think of it. Think of it for 2024. You could actually have a deep fake recording of. Uh, Donald Trump saying, yes, we will steal all the mailboxes. Right. Yeah, dude. And I don't think Scott has heard this yet. I think it was the day you were off on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, friend of ours had a recording of another friend of ours from the artificial intelligence. Like the was that from the chat GPT? Uh, it was from a different service, but yeah. Okay. Similar concept, obviously. Crazy how much it sounded like our friend. And all our other buddy did was just type up what he wanted him to say. He says it, and it sounds exactly like him. It's crazy. You know, you hear it well, done with different uh, different politicians yeah. and things like that, and you're like, wow, that's that's pretty well done. I don't know why it took on... <laughs> Uh, like another level to me when it was just a friend of ours that and it sounded exactly yeah. like him. Do I so, know this person? Yes. Yes. And it doesn't matter who it is. I'm, it's just to no, drive know, home but the point. It kind of personalizes it a little yeah. bit if you know him. Someone may have done it with your voice, Scott. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> Maybe. No. There's no examples of it. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that in my life. I did hear it. It, it did sound... Like me? A lot like you, yes. Like what you on a rant. Yeah. You're serious about this? Yes. Yes. I can't believe I never heard it. Well, you weren't here that day. Okay. That was the only thing. Good. I'm glad I didn't then. But, you know, the one that has gotten, well, we get requests for it all the time. Do you want me to play it now or later? No, we is can this play the it now. April Fool's Day thing again? No, this is DeSantis. No, it's oh, the, oh it, DeSantis. Well, play DeSantis again. By the way, everybody, roll tape on this. Whatever you're doing. That you can all have it, because man, I get more requests for this than anything. But yes, this the pudding thing. Yes. yes. All right. Okay. All this right. This all started with <laughs> wake up the kids, sort of grab the neighbors, gather around the radio. <laughs> Bogus story of Ron DeSantis eating pudding with three fingers, no spoon. And so, who was it? Somebody put it together with the deep fake yeah. audio of this is what he should have said after this yeah, mini it's a, controversy. It's a writer named Jim Treacher who put put it together. And so, yeah, it's it's not real, but it does sound a lot like Ron DeSantis. Yes. I just want to make one thing perfectly clear. You're right. I ate pudding with my fingers. I'm Ron DeSantis. If I want to eat pudding with my fingers, I do it. I don't give a shit. Who's gonna stop me? You. Get the f*** out of my face. I'll eat whatever I want with any utensils I feel like. Pizza with a fork. Bring it on. 
<laughs> Cheerios out of an empty coffee can with a back scratcher. Zero f given. Your mother, raw, been there, done that. Your rules don't apply to me. Your scorn fills me with joy. I am a f superstar. Step to me and I'll drop you like I'm dropping this mic. Do not ever f with me again. Yeah, just as the example. It's going to be a heck of a 2024. Yeah. All right, Scott, what's your story? Hey, cereal with a back scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Uh, today, I learned, and we all learned, the Joe Biden and the Biden administration will be enlisting hundreds of TikTok stars and social media influencers to push out Joe's propaganda to young people. Silly me. I thought they were busy uh, working to ban TikTok everywhere, weren't they? <laughs> Huh? Wasn't that the case? Am I wrong about that? So I, thought just banning, show. I thought banning TikTok was a moral imperative. <laughs> I heard him say that. And necessary for democracy, because without uh, some kind of guardrail, we got no democracy. Unless, of course, I'm pushing the propaganda, then it's okay. These yeah. guys, four full-time people to do this job, by the way. I know. I know. Okay. It's all going to go on. Get out of my sight. Uh, for my story... We've seen what it's like when you have some conservative person going to speak at a college campus. It, it plays out all the time, and some worse than others. Riley Gaines in San Francisco, that oh, was disgusting. Yeah. She was assaulted. Um, I heard an interview, Megan Kelly, with Ian Hayworth. I don't know if you're familiar with him, columnist with the Washington Examiner. He is, you know, just like any sane person, made the point about biological males, biological females, as far as sports. It's really not fair if you have a biological male competing against biological females, all that, but he's transphobe, whatever. Um, and so he shows up at this university, upstate New York, where Megyn Kelly went, so she's ticked off about it. Her dad was a professor there. Um, but I just want to play you a couple of clips because uh, part of this I find funny. First, it, it's a different way of phrasing it, but it's something that Megyn Kelly said that I think that we've said in one way or another several different times when it comes to these types of situations? Sometimes it seems to me they don't know what they're protesting. They, they, they want to be like the civil rights protesters, but they really have no beef. So they show up there and they chant some vague slogan and somehow they feel powerful. Yes, you see that all wow, the time. They don't even know. Valid, great point. Yes. Holy smokes. The point I've made before is when I was younger, what's the cause right now? Save the whales. It's Greenpeace. Save the whales! Yes, yeah, save the whales! <laughs> Now, today, it's trans rights, human rights, blah, 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 whatever. You don't even know what you're talking about. Um, Megyn Kelly also made an observation that we've made a few times. Go ahead, roll it. I'm sorry, just an anecdotal observation, but why are the people who do this almost universally unattractive? I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's true. I was just glad that she said it. It comes mm -hmm. off better from her than us. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. It's true, man. Right. Well, yeah. You see it all the time. Um, then. Universally unattractive. That's a good way of putting it. Yes, it is. And so <laughs> Ian is talking about um, how, you know, his group, they had provided pizza for people that were coming to hear him speak. But it didn't stop the protesters from feeding on that pizza oh. while still... <laughs> reeling against the machine, but I'll eat your pizza. It's, well, yeah. Didn't you hear the speech? It was called BMI Have a Dream. <laughs> Roll that. Thing. And so there was just no basis to truth in anything they said, 
but it was just all fueled by anger. Uh, but also, if we're all Nazis, as they say we do, um, as they say we are, they didn't exactly pause when they were shoveling the pizza provided by TPUSA down their throats. And so, really, there was no basis of reality to anything they were pushing. It was just children having a tantrum, and I think it says a lot of about really the college environment that they are allowed to behave this way and get away with it. I don't think anything mm -hmm. is actually going to happen from this. It's just another example of shutting down free speech. And in some ways, they were successful. And this is funny. I, I'm sorry. Some of those people could have used a break from, from pizza. They did not need extra <laughs> calories. I'm, I'm just going to call it out. Like, it's universal. They're always unattractive. They're bitter. It's the same people who are the masked Nazis who wanted us to cover up our faces forever. And they're working out their issues on people like you who are trying to spark good faith debates. Yes. They're working out their issues. Wow, man. And they really should just get some exercise and lay off the calories. Yes. Yeah, they had to bring grapes next time. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, there, there is one thing they do better than anybody else, and that's a sit-in, okay? Yeah, they do. Just, yeah, not a lot of effort. Just plop down. You no. scream while sitting. No. <laughs> a special talent. Yeah. No. A whole lot of unattractive people. and pizza. Well, they're all frustrated in one way or another, if you know what I mean. Yeah, take it out on the world. Okay, uh, Joy Reid. <laughs> I'm not even abortion pill of slavery. I can't wait to hear this. We'll enjoy it together next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Joyless Reed. I guess this is par for the course, huh? Uh, yeah. So uh, the news over the weekend was that a federal judge in Texas suspended the approval of a common abortion pill. And the lefties are freaking out. AOC was out there saying, ignore the courts. Just ignore it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, why, why worry about courts, right? Uh, MSNBC's Joy Reid had her usual reasonable take on current events. Okay. And roll it. This is the handmaid's tale, as Lisa said. Women in this country are essentially being told you are an incubator. The state owns your body the minute that you are pregnant, and there's nothing you can do and no one you can turn to. I, I can't imagine anything closer to slavery than that. Well, you're small minded. Yeah. Not much imagination, really. The, she, you know, the thing is. I don't know if this is like some sort of act or she really believes the stuff she's saying. I mean, I can't believe that anybody's that stupid. Well, That's really hard for me to believe. It could be a combination. To... I mean, That's I think like she could be that dumb. It's yeah. like clickbait for TV. You know, it's like I have to do something outrageous mm -hmm. because that's who i am but i also can't believe she writes her own stuff oh i can't either that's what i mean is it just spoon fed to her like here yeah here's something to be outraged about we need you to be outrageous again so i think it's both golly you know you can do and no one you can turn to there's no one you can turn no to. one there's no pregnancy centers no there's, there's nothing like that there's nothing you could do yeah well there's a couple of things this was about the fda wasn't it yeah that they passed it through before they should have. Well, yeah, they said it had been uh, in circulation for like 23 years or something yeah. like that. But, I mean, there was another vitamin that was just pulled after being on the market for 12 or 13 years for pregnant women. They said, oh, yeah, by the way, there's uh, no upside. It's all risk. So length of time means nothing. Yeah, six months worth of uh, scientific evidence. Get the shot. Yeah. Get the shot. 
But they've learned that if you just scream Handmaid's Tale, yeah. <laughs> that it works politically. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Martley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, news update, David Van Camp. Well, yeah, we're still waiting for any updates on the tragedy that happened this morning in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Five people are confirmed dead after a guy who had some sort of connection to the bank, either an old employee or a current employee, identified as a 25-year-old man, uh, went into the bank this morning and, and opened fire. Okay. Well... Obviously, that's tragic. Um, we'll see how this plays out as far as the way media handles it, the way the left handles it. Mm-hmm. It is interesting as far as the manifesto goes from a couple of weeks ago with the Tennessee school shooter. We still don't yeah. know exactly the, quote, motive there. Uh, I don't know what they're waiting on as far as the manifesto and all that stuff, but we shall see. Well, here's the thing. You're going to hear a lot about shootings, mass shootings. Yes. If the person doing the shooting fits into the narrative that they want you to buy into. Yes. This is a done deal. Either way, it's it's going to be the guns debate. Yeah. Or that, you know, there is a rise in the right end. Yes, that we must fear white supremacists exactly. more than anything else in yes. America. It's going to go one of a couple of ways, depending on who the shooter is. I think you're right about Absolutely. that, Scott. You know, but man, as far as mental health, let's not have that conversation. No. You know, you can point that out in so many of these. Nope, we don't want to talk about that. Nope, because that's not advantageous politically. Speaking of politics, did anyone see former Trump Attorney General Bill Barr on ABC yesterday? With John Carroll. <laughs> I did now, not I know that, no. uh, there are a lot of conservatives not a big fan of Bill Barr. Okay, And I think you can take some of what he says with a grain of salt because I don't think he's any fan of Trump. Mm-hmm. But I used to think that he was somewhat of a straight shooter. I mean, this coming from, I won't speak for you guys, for me. You don't trust anybody. Yeah. Always seems like there's some agenda. No, but you're trying I? to take, okay, even if I may not agree with this person, is there something to what they're saying? And then, you know, try to figure that out. So did you guys see this interview at all or hear any about it? No. Okay. All right. First of all, there, John Carl is talking about, hey, Trump, this thing with the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, you know, what are you making of this sort of thing? And this is bar. Yeah, I don't think it has any merit. I think it is transparently... Uh an abuse of uh, prosecutorial power to accomplish a political end. I think most yeah. legal experts would agree with that. And then he sort of goes a little more in depth. You know, the left is always talking about the ills of politicizing the criminal justice system. And I couldn't agree more with that that's a, a serious risk. And I've spoken out against it for decades. Uh, and this is unfortunate. This uh, is, is a clear example of that kind of abuse. Uh, and I think it also uh, may accomplish its purpose, which is to... Okay, see if you've heard this one before. 
uh, get into the middle of the Republican primary process and turn it into a circus. And I think ultimately the savvy Democratic uh, strategists know this is going to help Trump and they want him to be the nominee because uh, he is the weakest of the Republican candidates, the most likely to lose again to Biden. Think that's true that Trump is the most likely to lose to Biden? I think they think that. Well, I mean, I no, I don't actually agree with that. I, I think of the actual real contenders, and in my mind, there's really only two right now. Mm-hmm. Is he more likely to lose to Biden than if Ron DeSantis gets in the race? Yeah, maybe, depending on how as things stand right now. Yeah, I think so, probably. Um, but the weakest in the field. Asa Hutchinson's running for president. Well, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> that's that's a gross <laughs> overstatement. <laughs> yeah, there's always an asterisk next I mean, to him because nobody knows. Right. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's him. There's Nikki Haley. Do I think Nikki Haley could beat Joe Biden? No, I don't actually. Um, See, I don't think Nikki Haley could ever win the primary. Mm-hmm. But for whatever circumstance, she was then running for president mm-hmm. against Biden. I actually think she could win. To be honest, she's running for a VP slot. Yes, I agree. Yeah. That, that's not a real thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so much downside to Biden, but I mean, they also have, and of course, people on the left, but it's independence believing that Orange Man, not just bad, but evil, the worst. And that's where I think you've got to have those people to vote for you. I don't know if they're coming back to Trump. And they voted for him before. I mean, the, people were out of their minds that those people voted for Trump after they voted for Obama in 2012. And you could say Trump shot himself in the foot. You could say the media portrayal of him over time. Uh, yes, that all contributes, and it might be more one than the other. But it's it's going to be a long, hard road to get independence back to ever we voting for Trump. We have to be convinced of anyone who can beat Joe Biden. Because the second term for Joe Biden is a disaster. Oh, my goodness. So it's got to be the person who has the best chance in the voters' minds yeah. to beat Donald Trump or to beat Joe Biden. Well, one other thing with Trump's legal issues, everybody agrees this thing in Manhattan that's not going anywhere. But Barr thinks there's something to the documents case from Mar-a-Lago. I, you know, you're getting into a lot of legal stuff. It's, you know, we're trying to understand it the you best know. we can. I'm just being honest. Um but he, he mentioned that there might be something there. It's a little bit different once, you know, you found out Biden has all these classified documents and then there was Pence. And he's trying to, like, shed light on why there might be something. We'll see if you buy this or not. My read was before they found the documents in Biden's house and then the vice president, the vice president Pence's house. My, my read was that uh, they were going to indict him. And I still think there's a very good chance of that. Uh, because, and I think it depends on how sensitive the documents were, but also uh, what evidence they have of uh, obstruction and games playing by the president, and, the, and whether he directed people to lie or gave them information that was uh, deceitful to pass on to the government. Now, you and, know, and- the president, unfortunately, has a penchant for 
uh, engaging in reckless and, and self-destructive behavior that brings these kinds of things on him. In many respects, he's his, only, he's his own worst enemy. I don't think that's the case uh, with Bragg's uh, case, but certainly he, he's dug himself a hole on the documents and also on the January 6th stuff. That was reckless behavior that was destined to end up uh, being investigated. So it doesn't surprise me uh, that he has all these legal problems. He was warned about this before he left office. So making sense of that or heads or tails, you buy any of that, that there could be more problems with the Mar-a-Lago document stuff? Could be. Uh, I still think it is a, it's a tougher sell when you have everything going on with Joe Biden. And I, I really do think there are people within, and again, this is just a guess, Mm -hmm. But I, I have to believe that there are people in the Justice Department right now looking at everything and looking at um, something like what the Manhattan DA did last week and saying, yeah. OK, anything we do, no matter how justified it may be, no matter how justified we think it is, it is going to be understood as a political hit job. Is it worth it? You know, that's I think that is actually something that's being considered or at least under consideration for people. Yeah. Real quick, before we move off this, th here was the one sort of, you know, pit in the stomach feeling that I got when I thought of this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is all designed. Do you remember when all this went down with Biden? He's cooperating fully. Right. One hundred percent. He's cooperating. Blah, blah, blah. Was that just a setup for what's coming down the road? I don't know. I like we'll Bill, see Bill Barr, though. When he explains things, mm -hmm. it just seems to do it in a way that I, no one else can. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right, we got to get to the story of a Kansas Democrat, David. Oh, said what? Man, okay, so uh, Kansas now has law in the books to keep boys from competing in girls' sports. It's common sense, right? Well, yes. of course, the left is freaking out about it. Uh, the governor's veto was overridden thanks to Democrat State Representative Marvin Robinson crossing the aisle to vote for common sense. And Robinson has been relentlessly attacked by his own party for this. You want kids to kill themselves. He did this interview on KCMO radio explaining the conversations that have happened behind the scenes now. Wow. You know, I have a colleague that's a Democrat from the Johnson County area, and she came up and accused me of two teens committed suicide last year when the bill failed in the legislature and i didn't want that on my shoulders I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't like that and this bill failed again other teens would probably kill themselves and i would have that blame and guilt and she wanted to, she said wouldn't you and i was like i had to gasp i was like god how cruel of a question the lady one of my colleagues she told me i should just go die you'd need to be dead she who, said told, that yesterday. Who, told you, who told you that sir if you don't mind me asking she knows who said it. She's she's from Johnson County. Wow. We hear it all the time. Yeah. But there's never any receipts to back that up, any proof of that. No. Do you need to see dead children? Right. Yeah. No, we're just talking about, I mean, common sense. You're saying this is going to happen. There would be a history of it happening. There's no history of it happening. Well, it's anecdotal. But not in huge numbers, not like the so social contagion that we're seeing right now, especially with young girls. Yeah. And as he was talking, the whole interview is about 14 minutes long. And it's it's fascinating, too, because you can tell he seems to be a little bit nervous being on this radio station. It's probably not in his wheelhouse. 
Right. Uh, especially if it's a more conservative bent. He's he's definitely not used to having allies on the other side of the aisle, actually. <laughs> but as he talks about it, he says, you know, all, all of these conversations with any bill that gets laid out, there's always somebody who can show you stats, who can show you here's why right. this would be a good thing. And he goes, and mm-hmm. with this, I was just told vote. Nope, nope. We, we got to allow boys to play against girls. We got to do this. And he said, I even talked with some of the some of the folks saying, could we do something that is like an uh, almost like a district wide intramural type of things for the kids who identify as trans? Could you have a third category? Right. And that got shut down. And immediately they talk about kids killing themselves and well, all of this, this nonsense. Well, whole sort of claim that feelings su- supersede reality. Yeah. Th- that's all it is. You, you just, these feelings are real and they just are. And we feel like that kids are going to kill themselves. So you just have to accept it. Now pass it fast. And you wonder, what is this really all about? I mean, there was a whole piece um, from Spiked about Dylan Mulvaney who, you know, is doing ads for Nike, you know, as a, quote, woman. You know, after the whole thing with Bud Light and that whole blow up. And, I mean, they're saying, okay, this man who masquerades as a sportswoman is showered with praise all over the place where you have someone like Riley Gaines is out there that's getting assaulted and no one's coming to her defense. It's insanity. Now you're saying that someone came up with a fake Budweiser ad, David? Yeah, for Dylan Mulvaney, the weird attention whore who's been documenting, uh, documenting his first year as a ditzy girl. Uh, and someone decided to take the old Real Men of Genius Budweiser campaign. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. We salute you, fill in the blank, you know, that guy. Uh, and he decided, whoever put this together uh, made it just mocking the company for this decision. Roll it. Real American heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Budweiser head of marketing guy. <laughs> Only you could take a beer and make it queer. Oh, no. 20 years of amazing ad campaigns, and this is where we end up. Not gonna buy it. What the f were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Except that marketing guy is actually a woman, who I think is a real woman, by the way. Yes. That was all her idea. Wow. Uh, (laughs) President of France is laying down. Did you hear this story? You'll want to hear it straight ahead. And a news update coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot of the world concerned for Taiwan right now. Uh, French President Macron got 99 problems, but Taiwan ain't one. No, no. President Macron mm-hmm. uh, took a trip to Beijing, met with the Chinese President Xi Jinping, and did an interview yesterday. Says, I don't believe Europe should follow the American rhythm on Taiwan. We don't want to get into a block versus block logic, he said. Uh, Europe should not be caught up in a disordering of the world and crises that are not ours. So if China invades Taiwan, France is like, ah, we're not going to just jump in just because America says says so. We're we're going to be a lead player, okay? We're not just going to follow. I, yeah. I I'm sorry. I thought I thought Joe Biden brought the world closer together, didn't he? <laughs> didn't he unite the West? All for one, he, one for all, and whatnot. 
united france with china apparently yeah well you know what man it's it's actually uh really good to have some sense of normalcy because <laughs> before a single shot has fired france has already surrendered <laughs> yeah right the old yep a friend in need is a friend i don't need to know yep sorry yeah thanks a lot um happen to see this from entertainment news that super mario brothers movie had the biggest global opening for an animated movie mm-hmm. all time that's great news too by the way why is that great news the star of the movie who is the star of the movie is that chris pratt uh, i thought it was mario Okay. Oh, you mean he's doing the voice? Yeah. Stop. I know there was, it's really funny. There uh, was some controversy, I guess, because they didn't have Italians or Latinos voicing the characters. And I'm like, well, why would a Latino care? Anyway, uh, yeah, apparently that was it. So Dylan Mulvaney is a woman, but Chris Pratt cannot pretend to be an Italian cartoon character. Correct. In a movie. <laughs> Got it. Cool. Jeez. Yes. But I'm glad. Just no, if you're keeping score. Yeah. I'm glad, though, because it's not like this is this anti-woke thing. But the point is, from what I've heard, at least, there's just no political stance. It's a stupid movie based on a, a classic video game. Yes. And people loved it. I look at the scores from Rotten Tomatoes. Critics, 56%. Audience, 96%. Right. And then you ask yourself the question, you really don't know, but you have an idea. Is that because of the Chris Pratt thing? Is it because there are no well, yeah, woke characters in Super Mario yes, Brothers? absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. If, if Luigi could sell Bud Light, though, it'd be all good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it made a bunch of movie, and I'm looking at some of the bad reviews. Well, it, it seems to have forgotten creating an engaging story. It's bland, uninteresting, and cobbled together. Okay, it's made for kids. They seem to have yeah. loved it. All right. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, David, biggest story of the day? Biggest story of the day is following the updates out of uh, the tragedy in Louisville where at least five people are dead. And now apparently the, the five number from this shooting at a bank building in Louisville, the five includes the gunman who was killed. Okay. So okay. there were four people murdered and then he died. All right. So we're keeping updated on that. Also, um, young black men are dying at record rates after the whole defund the police movement. Yeah. This was easily predicted. We'll get to that. Also, the construction industry needs workers. Not enough construction workers out there. And climate change is causing more home runs in baseball. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the headline. We'll get to it all coming up right here. The Monthly Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, Gen Xer, the millennial, the sexy boomer, trying to make sense of all of this. The crazy world we're living in right now. Okay, you have a clip from the uh, governor of California. I bet this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Gavin Newsom did a tour of the South to try to tell those dumb rednecks how great people in California have it. Now, it's interesting. I don't know if you saw this in, uh, in Politico, but Democrats in southern states were kind of were very skittish about this because he is not very likable, it turns out. And I think one of the quotes was, uh, it's, oh, geez, what was it? Like you're uh, an explorer 
handing out food to a lost tribe in the Amazon or something like that. Like that that's that's the kind of mentality wow. he had going into it. And these are Democrat operatives who are saying like, yeah, people don't don't really like when some guy with the hair gel and the fancy suit and whatnot comes in and tells them they're all dumb. Especially hey, because, you dumb Southerners, right. let me tell you a few things. I'm here because I care. Yeah. Well, and I want like, to give you some of my vast knowledge. And he's the guy in the soup kitchen line with right. the suit on, does like two pours and leaves. Yeah. But the picture's in the paper. Well, and the thing is. About how he's helping out. It's an even harder sell right now because even Democrats in the South know someone who just moved to their neighborhood from California. Right, so, good call. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of tough to make that sound. And, and they didn't they didn't move there because of the way California was running either. No, of course right. not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, your analogy of the soup kitchen, you could add on to that, and this is the guy that's keeping people from eating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or he's then, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he hands out his two ladles. But he ladles. looks good doing it. Hands out two ladles of soup and then dumps over the rest of the urn, right? Right. Bye. I'm done here. So he did this interview, this sort of after-action interview on MSNBC, uh, talking to uh, Jen Psaki, former White House press secretary, now has a show on MSNBC. Um, and he's talking about grabbing all the guns because of, you know, psychos who go out and kill people with guns, even though his state leads the nation in active shooter incidents. Huh, weird. <laughs> Two rich white liberals yep. trying to figure out these people in the South. Yep. Okay. I mean, I thought we would never move on from Parkland or never move on from Uvalde, never move on from Buffalo. I had to read the manifesto. I read the manifesto from the shooter in Buffalo. I still have chills thinking about that manifesto to understand this. This is serious. <laughs> Go ahead, likes David. the word manifesto. Dude, they? I'm watching this and I made this casual observation a few months ago as he was measuring the drapes in the White House, thinking that maybe if Joe Biden were to leave, he would be the guy to replace him right? Uh, on the 2024 ticket. <clears throat> and I realized this guy sucks at delivering a passionate speech. He is not yeah. very likable, and he kind of comes across as the hair gel, hair gel male version of Kamala Harris. Yes, I would say, you know, it's hard to compete there. You're talking yeah. about a Hall of Famer. Um, but he could get there, and especially off script. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. The manifesto allegedly for the shooter in Tennessee, all connected, this broader contagion. They don't care about our kids, because if they did, they'd ban these damn weapons of war. He just suggested that he read a manifesto that nobody else has seen. That was my next question, actually. Out of Nashville? Like, is he just saying this when person that had happen? a manifesto yeah. or yeah. he's read the manifesto? He claims he's read it. That's I what he know. just said, didn't he? Yeah, it's like, how many times can you squeeze the word manifesto in there? And he keeps emphasizing it like that's the key part of all of it. Like, yeah. I right. don't really understand yeah, what you're getting at there, Gov. Really odd. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't have any bets on him because it, you know the way it looked for a while. Yeah. I mean, remember when they had the New York Times piece, failing New York Times, that was ready to roll, saying it's time we have the chat about Biden. He's yeah. got to go. And then the midterms sort of turned everything around. And now it's, well, full steam ahead with Joe Biden. It seems like, and maybe I'm the only one that thinks this, tell me if I'm wrong, that it was really close to the Democrats completely turning on Biden. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Until after the midterms. Yes. Yeah. And I think that they thought they were was... going to get shellacked. That's yes. what they thought. And they were already looking for the guy to throw into the bus. And that was Joe. Man, oh, man.
Yeah, I think you're right, though, David. He's not that skilled. Mm-mm. It's just not. Um, you have the stats. This was easily predicted. Yeah. Young black men are dying at record rates after all of the defund the police stuff. Well, and I think a lot of liberals, uh, Gavin Newsom included in this company, have the completely wrong takeaway from from this, from the numbers. But they always do this because they're bad faith actors. Uh, but it's from, uh, what, Pew Research? Okay. Uh, they looked at the CDC statistics between 2019 and 2021, and yes, the number of uh, young people killed by gunfire in the United States increased 15, or 50% between 2019 and 2021. Now, again, you dig into the stats because you hear liberals say this all the time. Number one cause of death of children is gun violence. Well, that's not true. It's totally not true. Uh, So let's go a little deeper into the numbers here. Uh, Boys accounted for 83% of all gun deaths among children and teens in 2021. Girls accounted for 17%, right? Now let's look Mm -hmm. at the age brackets. 12 to 17, that's 86% of all gun deaths among children and teens. Wow. And most of it, most of them are young black men in their teens. What does that tell you? Then you look geographically, where are they living? What are the circumstances? Well, you're in a whole lot of places that either talked about or went through with initially the whole defund the police nonsense. You basically gave people a permission slip to commit crime, and a lot of young black kids got killed. But they're saying, well, we got to ban guns. That's it. Nope. That's not what the numbers actually show. But they lie. That's all they, they're doing they is do saying, lie. Oh, all these children are dying from gun violence. I mean, you look at this. In 2021, a large majority of gun deaths involving black children and teens, 84% were homicides. 9% were suicides. Among white children and teens, a majority of gun deaths, 66% were suicide. So those are two completely different issues with right. gun violence in the United States. But there does tend to be one demographic that's getting murdered a whole lot more. Yes. I mean, it brought it up at different times before. And for any of those Democrats that were out there saying, we have to reimagine police. We have to defund the police. You have added to this. All for political gain. Well, and if you blame guns all the time, it's shifting responsibility for what's mm-hmm. happening. You're not responsible as a parent. You weren't, it wasn't your parenting mistakes. Or it wasn't people stealing things. It was it was the guns. It shifts responsibility. You, you, so you're not responsible for right. any of this. Don't you worry. Wasn't your fault. Again, all easily predicted. It's too bad, man. All right, switching gears. I mentioned this. The construction industry has work, but needs workers. Who's ready to step up? This is pretty wild because you know. Okay, so new home development. Not all that great, especially with the interest rates right yeah. now, right? But non-residential construction, that is going pretty well. Uh, they talked to a guy in San Diego that's the president of a construction company saying, I've got more work to look at and bid on than I could possibly handle. I've said no to 10 jobs in the last four months. Um, basically, there's construction uh, for e-commerce. Uh, manufacturers deciding to do more work in the U.S. That's after the global supply chains broke down a couple of years ago. Uh, there's new plants for electric vehicles, as an example. Um, 
So all these construction equipment manufacturers are expecting machinery sales in the U.S. this year to be very, very good. But as they're talking to uh, the different people that work in construction, uh, like this guy, where's Ricky Bird from? From Cattell um, Construction. There's not enough talent in the market to do all the jobs that are out there. We say no to projects more than we say yes these days. It's part of managing our risk. They say about one-fifth of construction workers are older than 55. And those are often the most skilled workers or supervisors on a job site. So as older, higher-skilled workers retire or leave for other jobs, a lot of contractors haven't been able to quickly replace them with younger workers with the same skill levels. There's no one following behind. Wow. And that's something that, you know... And I think Mike Rowe is right. We're not telling a lot of young people, young men, hey, this is there for you. Yeah. You can make a great living doing this. And right now, more so than in my entire lifetime, you have that opportunity. Because people, I mean, if you're 18 and you're staring down the barrel of uh, graduation here, you're maybe not sure you want to go to college or something like that, take a gap year. Go try to learn a trade. Go. I mean, there are a lot of dudes. And I, one of them is my neighbor. Who was talking about picking up, you know, a couple 18, 19 year old dudes for odd jobs, for for demolition, for whatever mm-hmm. it may be, and they get into the industry and they, you know, you pick up a skill here, a skill there, and then suddenly, man, you're making pretty good bank while your your buddies from high school are going into mountains of debt to get some gender studies degree that's gonna land them as a barista at Starbucks. I mean, go do it now. If you're a hustler, the world is yours right now. It's so true. I was talking to a dude. Um, my kid's playing a baseball game. Uh, it was late last week. And I was talking to a couple of the dads from the other team. You know, just making conversation. How's your team doing? Blah, 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 blah. And we were talking about kids graduating high school. And he said, yeah, my son, he's not going to go to school. He might. Um but he's got, you know, a number of different opportunities as far as jobs to make money. And I think he wants to make money. And you know, I used to think, man, if you were going to try to delay it, I would tell him not to do that because it ends up you won't end up going to school. But honestly, the way everything's going, that might just be a waste of money. Yeah. He's going to actually go make money. And it seemed like it was something around some sort of construction gig, which would make sense. Yeah. Because you can go back at some point sure. in time, but without a real plan just to go I mean, if you're going to some university and you're not quite sure yeah. for your gen eds, and you're going eighty grand in yeah. debt. How does that make sense at all? Well, well, if if you if you do gender studies and end up at Starbucks as a barista, you'll know what pronouns to put on the cup. That's true. <laughs> well, and, and worst case scenario, without that education, you wouldn't know. Worst case scenario, you realize that physical labor isn't for you, and then you can focus on what do you want to study if that's something that you would rather go do. I mean. Take a year or you to start try your it. own business and fi- and hire someone younger to right. do that when your knees give out. Yeah, <laughs> if you're doing flooring or whatever, mm-hmm. you know I've known a lot of people that have mm-hmm. done that. Okay, speaking of baseball, um, a lot more home runs now. It's all because of climate change. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new paper. This is the dumbest. Oh, go ahead. Done yeah. by uh, a researcher who's a PhD candidate at Dartmouth College finds that rising global temperatures have led to an increase in home runs in Major League Baseball. (laughs) It's not that they're huge, bigger, stronger, faster. No, No. it's the climate. No juicing of the balls going on there, by which I mean the baseballs actually making them carry further. Right. 
Nothing like that. Smaller ballparks. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, there's no. all kinds of things that factor into this. Yeah. No, no, no. If Babe Ruth were alive today, he would have hit 1,167 <laughs> homers. Yeah, more than 500 Major League Baseball home runs since 2010 can be attributed to historical warming. The authors write, <laughs> several hundred additional home runs per season are projected due to future warming. What, wasn't baseball just going through a crisis of not enough dingers? Yeah. We should go back and study the humidity of every one of Hank Aaron's home runs. <laughs> <laughs> the heat and humidity, just, just to see. It's hilarious. Uh, apparently, I did see this real quick entertainment news. Madonna's trying to do something about the humidity. She was afraid her face would fall off on this tour coming up. Um, okay, I made that part up. No, she is trying to get her old face back. You know, the, those pictures of her, she got her face done, and it was like, oh, my gosh, what did she do? Well, a rep says uh, she hears that stuff, and despite what people think, the the criticism over her drastically different appearance does affect her. So is she is trying to get some sort of procedure done to make her look more like herself again for Here the fans go. before this tour? This is how it starts. When I hear get her face back, I just I I suddenly I can't help it. This is just how my brain works. I'm picturing some like crappy Netflix movie where a pop star trades in a face with an old gypsy woman <laughs> and now has to struggle to find it back because that's kind of if you told me that madonna's new face was actually <laughs> traded with an old gypsy fortune teller or something i'd believe you yeah the old gypsy fortune teller's got a jar with her name on it. <laughs> the old face is in there or you know how hollywood always reboots some movie yeah, yeah. face off <laughs> with oh. nick cage and travolta you yeah. do that with madonna and somebody yeah <laughs> Which one do you get? The old one? Yeah. The refurb? I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, somebody in Congress says we need a trans bill of rights. Who is that genius? We'll get to that much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. It's Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, we need a trans bill of rights. Yeah. Says who? Uh, Pramila Jayapal, a high-ranking progressive Democrat in the House of Representatives. Reacting to a bill in Kansas, a new law now uh, that'll go into effect this summer that says that uh, dudes cannot play in girls' sports in the K-12 through uh, system. The CNN article reads, transgender women and girls in Kansas will no longer be allowed to compete on sports teams from kindergarten through college consistent with their gender. <clears throat> Boy, that's... That's really wordsmithing reality, isn't it? Yes, it no, is. By no. the way, is it uh, how big a problem is it? That, because we know certainly about the uh, biological males that identify as girls can't compete with the girls. Are there a lot of girls, like biologically, that want to compete with the boys? That doesn't seem to be near as lot. big a problem. It's very rare that you huh. see that. Wow. That Heck you say that. I'm trying to think of one case right huh. now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, Pramila Jayapal said, this is deeply upsetting and entirely unacceptable. MAGA extremists are leading a coordinated <laughs> attack on trans youth, and we have mm -hmm. to do everything in our power to stop it. It's time to abolish the filibuster and pass the Trans Bill of Rights. What is the attack? Protecting women? That's an attack? Yeah, apparently so. Also, the deciding vote to overturn the veto in Kansas was a black Democrat from Kansas City, Kansas. 
Right. So I think that's pretty racist of this representative here to just call this guy. What he's just what is he now? The black face of white supremacy. I know the left loves that. Yeah, um, I would say yes. But Jaya Paul, I mean, she's brilliant. She's the one that once said inflation is just a theoretical word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Democrats should stop making it seem like there's a border crisis. And then Bill Barr had to point out the difference between state and federal one time, if you remember. I have responsibility for the federal government, <laughs> and the White House is the seat of the Mr. Barr, let me just make it clear. Not you are the, supposed the to Michigan represent authorities the can people handle, of the United States of America, not violate people. You don't understand how this works, you <laughs> idiot. This is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, a lot going on today. You have an update before we get to the rest of our stuff, David? So in Louisville, a gunman opened fire at a, at a bank there and uh, killed four people, uh, five total dead, including the shooter, we're told. And yes, the, uh, the gunman was an employee of the bank. That's Current employee, right? Yeah. Because I wasn't sure at first. Uh, did they, the police take the gunman out, or did he yeah, kill they himself? Did. Okay, that, that's what it sounds like, at least from the reporting right now. Uh, gunman um, was stopped after police uh, got there within minutes and and put an end to the threat. Um, a police officer was hospitalized in critical condition as well. Uh, at least one other officer suffered a minor injury, and like I mentioned, the attacker was killed. Okay. Keep updated on that. Um, Gavin Newsom is out on a tour. Yeah. Because he's fixed California. That, right, exactly. He left California. Actually, I, I think that Gavin Newsom was doing a tour of uh, Florida and a lot of the South um, just to say hi to his old constituents. Yeah, I miss you guys when you all <laughs> moved out of California. Why did you come here? Yeah. Oh, I see. His opening act is Adam Schiff. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, the governor of California was going after Ron DeSantis, of course. And I love how Ron DeSantis pretty much doesn't play the game because he can just look at the look at the scoreboard, point to it and say, I won. What? Yeah. What? I, I don't have to worry about you because you're not a threat to me because you're a failure. Uh, Absolutely. But the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, did sign a permitless carry bill last week. So you no longer need a, a, a permit to carry a concealed handgun. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of caveats to that, of course. I mean, as there are uh, in multiple states, now more than half of United States states don't require a concealed carry permit of any kind. But the left can't help but still lie about this because there are still rules against carrying a gun illegally. Uh, but uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom was on Jen Psaki's show on MSNBC and said the only reason he signed this bill is because he's afraid of the people. Oh. Scared to death. Who is he scared of? Scared of the people. Scared the of the people public. in Florida? Yeah, that overwhelmingly oppose that position. But I think the majority of NRA members, you know, probably oppose that position. No background checks. Hold on a second. What? 
What is he talking about? I have no idea. A majority of NRA members oppose permitless carry. I don't think that's true. I'm just, I'm not an NRA member, so I don't know. I can't tell you for sure, but I know. A it bunch makes of no are. sense. They just throw this stuff out. He's off script. You can tell. No back, no background, none. Really? I mean, no, tra- no training. Why, why would we do that with weapons of war? Which is what permitless carry okay. means. That's extreme in the extreme. That's what's happened. Of course, it's not surprising if a guy doesn't believe that a young girl. Time out. Okay, we know this at least. Somehow they focus group the word or the saying weapons of war. Yeah. And it must light up and scare the crap out of people because they just throw it in everywhere. Makes me crazy. Oh, my God. I should have the freedom to determine her own reproductive future. It has to bear the child of a rapist oh, God. in the name of freedom without the exception of rape and incest. I mean, that's what we're getting from these folks. So. Look, it sickens me in my core, and I'll tell you, and then they claim to care about life when the number one cause of death for our children is guns. Oh, okay. yeah. It's shameful. They're shameful. And it should shock our souls. <laughs> it really is. You have to is. have one first, bro. It's, it's just it's brutal listening to that because it it is. I think, one, because nothing he said there was true anyway. But if you get past that, th- there are actually people out there who see that and think, yeah, man, he's right. He's on our side. But there's no challenge to the no background check thing that he says. Like, if you go buy a gun at a gun store in Florida, you still have to pass a background check. Well, it's Jen Psaki doing the right. interview. Right. There's, exactly. there's not going to be any pushback at all. That was He's just lapping it up. That was more of a job interview than anything else. Kind of. Wow. Good call. Yeah. You know, the whole thing in comparing that to abortion, and this is the thing, man. Um, I know it's been brought up before as far as pro-lifers, and it, this is true. When you're going in rape, incest that far, you can argue it as far as, you know, why it should be politically as a loser. Arguing that politically is not good. Yeah. I mean, you've seen the Democrats gain a whole lot of ground on the abortion issue since Roe v. Wade was overturned. And partly because people can, you know, use a lot of phrases to scare the crap out of people. Part of it is they just lie. The other part is when you look at the polling, as far as where, you know, as far as I'm concerned, for a long time, it was in conservatives' favor. If you go past, I forget exactly what week it is now. Sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's 12, depending. Um, It can be a loser for Republicans. I mean, and the way that Republicans have to position the issue, in my opinion, is say, what is it that the left really wants when it comes to abortion? Because that is a loser for Democrats. Mm -hmm. What they really want is abortion, abortion on demand. No matter what, no matter where the pregnancy is. Yes. I mean, yes, but the rape and incest thing, it, that's the that's the that's the jumping off point for them all the time. Yes, absolutely. They just say rape and incest. Yes. These heartless bastards who won't allow us to do this, you know, yeah, rape we, and incest. Which represents what, like less than 3% of all abortions? Yes. Something yes. like that? Yeah. I mean, less than that. It's, yeah. It's terribly small. And so, yeah, if you want to just try to meet everybody where there's at, carve something out there. But to your point, Jamie, I mean, it's once you get out of the first trimester, 
It, it, Democrats it's a, a loser. Lot of yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a loser for the Democrats. No doubt about it. Um, oh, I saw this little piece about George Soros, because obviously that guy's wanted to destroy America for a long time. His son has visited the White House over a dozen times since Biden took office. Yeah. Don't mention George Soros. He went to my <laughs> I know. This story is unfreaking believable. <laughs> what was he doing there? What do you think he's well, doing there? Well, then tell us what he was doing there. Is anybody going to ask Jean-Claude Pierre Van Damme whatever about this? Maybe he wants to uh, give some money to some causes that are near and dear to his heart. Thirteen yeah. times? Well, sure. Why not? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised. You know what, man? Put the clock on this one, David. All right. Um, I'm going to read from a piece written by Victor Davis Hanson, who I have a lot of respect for. I think he's a brilliant dude. Um, Hoover Institute, he'll be featured on, you know, cable news just to give his thoughts on things. Very thoughtful guy. Writes this piece talking about how we fixate only on the irrelevant that we think we can address while ignoring the existential we no longer can solve and what kind of trouble this country's in. Now, I want to come at this from the point of view that you got to understand your challenges first before you can overcome the challenges mm -hmm. and be victorious, right? But it sounds like a lot of doom. So we might want to put a clock on this because it, dude, my highlighter ran out halfway through the piece. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm like, because you can't argue anything that he's saying in this piece, talking about in the last couple of weeks, the world has been writing off the United States as either crazy or irrelevant as it watches America cannibalize itself. Friends tremble at our sudden decline. Enemies rejoice. The symptoms of our decline abroad appear everywhere. The more Joe Biden brags about crippling oil sanctions on Russia, friends like India and allies like Japan ignore them. And why not? Biden has no idea how long the war in Ukraine will last or how much wherewithal the United States can or should give Kiev. I mean, how much money are we talking about for how long? Nobody really knows. Biden talks more about solar and wind farms and green new deals that won't fill gas tanks in Munich or heat the homes in Japan or lower the price of imported oil in the United Kingdom. Claiming the Afghanistan mess was a success fools nobody. Mm -hmm. You know, and covering this stuff every day, it does seem to pile up. But when each one of these points is brought out, it's like, yeah, man, we got a lot of issues. Allies ask, who are our leaders? An impaired Joe Biden who is never quite sure where he is, what he's doing, or whom he's with? Kamala Harris, whose only interests appear in, you know, demagoguery? Mm -hmm. Raising racial and social tensions with a shrinking vocabulary? <laughs> That's good. Senator John Fetterman, who was elected on the argument, it was unkind not to vote for a candidate who was physically and mentally impaired. Energy Department kingpin Sam Brenton, the cost dresser and lipstick now charged with felonies for stealing women's luggage at airport carousels. Pete Buttigieg, Edge, our transportation secretary, who virtue signals melodramas of the past when he is clueless on how to fix crises in the present. And then the Pentagon, and it goes on. Holy smokes. And it's talking about how he talks about how China is coming for us. China now openly talks of war with the United States. 
Beijing claims the Taiwan Strait as its own de facto territorial waters. Did you also know that Turkey, which is a NATO member, is calling for an Islamic effort combining the Shiites and the Sunnis, Persians and the Arabs, Middle Easterners and all Muslims to unite against Israel? That's not good. And it goes on. China is unapologetically defiant about sending a spy balloon over key classified sites throughout the continental United States. Part of the continual humiliating follow-up to its inaugural smackdown of Biden's diplomats at the Anchorage mini-summit. And that's all after the Wuhan virus. Yeah. And then I ran out of the highlighters. Yeah. You keep no, going really, on. I, mean, I, well, I yeah. think, yeah. Well, we're, sh- and we're $33 trillion in debt. I, I think if you want to get out of the doom circle here, because I yes. understand there's a lot of crazy stuff going on, and it seems like— Didn't even mention the border. Yeah, the border crisis. I mean, there's a whole lot of things going on. But I, I do actually see uh, some real movement back towards sanity at the local level. And I know we talk about this a lot. I agree with you. you look at school board races across the country. You look at yep. and I'll just go back to— uh, the election results from the midterm elections. I know at the national level, especially in the Senate, mm-hmm. extremely disappointing, right? I get it. Yes. But overall, pretty much every district in America with local races pushed slightly to the right, if not drastically to the right. Because I think a lot of people have had it with what their kids are being taught in school. They've had it with you know, bureaucrats forcing us into masks and lockdowns based on following some science that never made sense to anybody. And so I, I, I do think that there is an awakening happening in this country. It's just going to take some time to see that uh, uh, lift up to the surface here. You know, when you hear common sense, and I know the left will say common sense, uh, gun control. Common sense does make sense to people. That's why they use it. We're just talking about running on common sense. Biological boys cannot compete with girls. You, you can start there. I mean, on a number of different issues. But yes, you have to understand all the problems that are going on before you can address. So that part, I think you're right, Dave. We're making some gains there. Uh, Kamala Harris said over the uh, weekend, you don't silence the people. <laughs> I can't wait to hear Robin's address this straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So Vice President Kamala Harris. Yeah. Was she taking today to meet with the victims of the Nashville shooting? Not today. No. No. Oh, okay. She's not going there. No. Not over the weekend. It's not why she's there. It's not why she... No, of course not. No, yeah. Over the weekend, she went to Tennessee, though, to uh, stump for the booted Democrats, the people who got removed from the state house for leading an insurrection. Yeah, if we're going by what an insurrection is from the left, that looked like an insurrection. (laughs) I mean, you let people in with bullhorns into the house floor, really? Then you you think that's not against the rules? That's actually what they said this morning on Good Morning America. I didn't realize that was against the rules. Really? (laughs) Okay. Well, Well, they're on Good Good Morning America, and the promo is they're like goofing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because now they're they're celebrities. Mugging for the camera and, you know, high five. It it was crazy. Yeah. So we're told that (laughs) this is just because they're passionate 
about gun control. And those evil racist Republicans just targeted them because they were black. So Vice President Kamala Harris flew down to Tennessee to meet with them. Okay, roll it. It wasn't about the three of these leaders. It was about who they were representing. It's about whose voices they were channeling. Okay. Understand that. And is that not what a democracy allows? Okay, so you're about protest. A democracy says you don't silence the people. You do not stifle the people. You don't turn off their microphones when they are speaking. Yeah. You're conducting business, and you ran right over them, and that's against the rules. We have rules, Kamala. For her to be up there doing this, talking about silencing speech, for God's sake, that's what the party, her party stands for. It's true. That's what they stand for. <laughs> and again, if this were Republicans that pulled this shenanigans, mm-hmm. it would be an insurrection. Dude. They would be thrown out and, and vict- I mean, it would be awful, you, brutal. You, you don't need the what if, and I'm not even talking about the Capitol riot in Oregon. We mentioned this last week in Oregon. Uh, a Republican lawmaker was actually charged with a crime because he opened doors for people who were protesting COVID lockdowns and whatnot. Yeah. But now today, Kamala's just there because she's the voice of freedom. <laughs> Did you take some time to go talk to those parents who lost their kids? Not today. No, of course not. <laughs> no. No, because that's not what it's then about. Then they put the, the Tennessee Three on Good Morning America, yeah. and they look like they're going to do a pop song before they go on. <laughs> to decide, cha-da-da-da. You know, it's It's nuts. It's nuts. I heard, too, there was a report that some Republicans were backing away just because of the optics, because it is two young black men. Mm -hmm. And this older white woman didn't get the same punishment. And all I'm thinking is the time for being a wuss about that's over. Who cares the optics? Just stand up for what's right. Have a backbone and just say, this is nonsense. They cry race about everything. Shut up. Jeez. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay. Biggest story of the day, David. Uh, Biggest story of the day, I think, is following uh, what happened this morning in Louisville, where a gunman opened fire, a bank employee opened fire at his place of employment, murdered four people. Uh, Eight others were wounded, including a police officer who was responding. Cops got there in like three minutes and took care of the threat as quickly as humanly possible. Um, so, you know, we'll just be waiting to see what else comes out of this. What was the motivation here? What had, did the guy snap? Was he on thin ice at work? Who knows? Yeah. We do know this. If the motivation was something the left doesn't feel like fits their narrative, we won't know for Never a while. hear about it again. Yeah. Just be one of those things. Okay. Um, there's one criminal I think needs a public caning. We got to get to that. And the Scott Robbins trifecta straight ahead right here. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You have the Scott Robbins trifecta coming up in just a few. Update from the story you had the other day, David, about former Kentucky swimmer Riley Gaines. Yep. Where she got beat out by the dude from UPenn. Mm-hmm. And she's been out speaking about women's rights, especially when it comes to competing in sports. Yeah. Going against biological males is not fair. I think it's easy to see. I and mean, she's one of the few to step out there and do it. Yeah. Um, 
Well, when she was at San Francisco State University, uh, there were a lot of people unhappy with her even being there. Didn't want to hear her side of maybe the argument in this and just started. Wow. Very normal. She was assaulted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By a dude in a dress. Yes. It's pretty crazy. Yes. Well, San Francisco State University has responded to this. Um, and this was sent out by Jamila Moore, uh, who's the vice president for student affairs and enrollment management. She sent this out over the weekend saying, Today, San Francisco State finds itself again at the center of a national discussion regarding freedom of speech and expression. Mm. Let me begin by saying clearly, the trans community is welcome and belongs oh at gosh. San Francisco State University. Further, our community fiercely believes in unity, <laughs> connection. They don't. Care and compassion. No, no they don't, actually. No, they don't. No. And, and we value different ideas even when they are not our oh, own. Gosh, dang. She went on to tout the value of diversity. That <laughs> actually doesn't seem to be tolerated. And noted that because... SFSU was a very diverse campus. Students were likely to be exposed to new ideas and points of view. Said, you know, uh, we may find ourselves exposed to divergent views and even views we find personally abhorrent. Hmm. These encounters have sometimes led to discord, anger, confrontation, and fear. We must meet this moment and unite with a shared value of learning. Uh, she went on to praise the tremendous bravery of the students who had gone to voice their opposition. Oh, shut up. That, well, making no mention of the students who had not been peaceful in their efforts. These the words have lost all meaning yeah, when in the hands of these dopes. Thank you to bravery. our students who participated peacefully in Thursday evening's event. It took tremendous bravery to stand in a challenging space. How is it a challenging space? Yes! Y'all overran the place in a... And a young woman had to uh, be had to shelter in place for like three hours. And but, what's brave about screaming, "Can't right, can't right, Boy, you're really putting they, your life on the line there, aren't you? Because they had to hear ideas that were different than theirs. God, and that takes bravery. You know, in 2023 in San Francisco, apparently. I guess the only only thing you can do is stop paying tuition and stop going to these crazy universities. No. Did you say stop? Yes. Stop no. going. No. Then you give in. Then you lose. Well, they don't have any money. They can't keep the doors open. Oh, you're saying don't let people go there. Are you talking about conservatives going to speak there? Yeah. Don't go. Oh, for you, if you are funding it for your kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with you 100%. No I way. thought you were saying don't have anybody go speak there. No, no. Oh, no, no. Okay. No, no. Not, I misheard you. Not. So, you know, I see this bull crap. And then, you know, near the end, also, there's going to be counseling available for those that are struggling right now. <laughs> we'll give you a chance to get it, reflect, process, and begin to heal. Yes, of course. Begin to heal from terrorizing Yes. a young woman. Okay. Yeah. Riley Gaines saw this um, and said... Um, Wait a second. Did I miss something here? I'm sorry. Did this just say peaceful? I was assaulted. I was extorted and held for ransom. The protesters demanded I pay them if I want to make it home safely. 
I missed my flight because I was barricaded in a classroom. We must have different definitions of peaceful. Yeah. She went on to say that if the protest had been peaceful, she would have been happy to engage the protesters in discussion. She's done it before at other universities. Said, I have no problem with a peaceful protest. I actually welcome it. I was grateful to see a diverse crowd in the room during my speech, which I expressed multiple times. We had great dialogue and listened to each other. But that ambush was the opposite of peaceful. Then she addressed more directly, saying, Hey, did you write this? Do you need more video proof? Allow me. So she tried to share a video of what happened with Moore, who then apparently blocked Riley Gaines. <laughs> right. Uh, can't do it, can't listen. Mm-hmm. So she can't listen to different ideas. Oh, no. Which is part of the problem. God. Have we seen more wussy people in our lives ever? No, but the the terrifying part is that they actually do have some power. Just institutional yes. power here. Uh, and that that's the, that's the real terrifying thing. Yes. And it needs to be stripped. And that, if your idea, Scott, is you just need to stop sending your kids there. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. But a lot of times the parents are just as stupid as the kids. That's part of the problem. The whole generation. But, I mean, we're, we're looking at this now. Yeah. Okay? What's it going to be like in 10 years? I don't know. What I, what I think I, I would start encouraging employers to do. I don't think this is technically any sort of illegal discrimination, but I got a degree from San Francisco State University. Okay, I'm not going to hire that person. Dude, it's already happening. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the stories? They don't They don't put it out there. No, they don't. You no, know. they couldn't. Well, they couldn't. No. I don't, see, I don't know, though. I don't know if, if degree discrimination is actually a legal thing. I think you probably could if somebody accused you of that. Hey, you know, I'm not getting a call back because of the institution, well, depending on the job, if you say, hey, I know your values won't align with ours, with our company values, that happens all the time. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't even want to think about it legally. Yeah, they just, just do it. Those resumes yeah. go in the old garbage pile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. That's a headache waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. See you later. All right, Rob. placement rating is 12%. <laughs> <laughs> Roll it out. Let's go. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' trifecta, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah, we watched the Masters yesterday, didn't we, buddy? Is he there? I'm ready. I thought I asked him a question. He didn't answer. I'm ready. Okay. Three. <laughs> Number three, uh, staying on the topic of higher education... Uh, you want to talk about how much the <coughs> pause on student loan payments has cost. Well, yeah, there's a new lawsuit challenging the U.S. Department of Education's unlawful, in quotations, pause, post quote, on federal student loan payments that have cost us, the taxpayers of this country, $150 billion from lost interest. The lawsuit, filed in the U.S. District Court of Eastern District of Michigan, by the new Civil Liberties Alliance and the Mackinac Center for Public Policy, says Congress lawfully suspended monthly payments, or, yeah, lawfully, and interest that, that was building up on all of that, the federally held student loans. The lawsuit challenges the legality of the department unilaterally extending the deferment period 30 months past the statutory expiration date, costing the taxpayers millions of dollars. 
We'll see where that goes. Man, oh, man. How are we going to get our I'm money back? I mean, what's the end of it? time for a change. I know. Well, you're right. <laughs> We're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott Robbins, trifecta, yeah. top three of the day. Two. Number two, Dick's Sporting Goods may need to start closing some more stores. And yeah. You're saying some people are tracing that back to their decision to not carry uh, ARs anymore. Yeah, there were remarks made to the Goldman Sachs uh, conference that was held. And it was in the Free Beacon. CEO of Dick's Sporting Goods, Edward Stack, explained that the 3.9% decline in company sales during the third quarter could be, maybe, maybe partially attributed to the ban on the sale of assault-style rep weapons and the sale of all firearms to customers under 21 years of age, both of which were implemented in the wake of Parkland. Um, he said, I know that you're going to look at me and go, hey, knock it off, who cares? Well, I care, he said. And I honestly think it couldn't happen to a better company. Dix is a private entity, publicly traded. They can do whatever they want. If they don't want to sell AR-15s, they can do that. But they took it one step further, of course. They decided that any long guns would also not be for sale and then banned guns completely in a lot of their areas. So the decline in sales can directly be attributed to the fact that you went all in on the woke cause and stopped selling them and the ammo, and you're going out of business. Okay. I want to... Did they do all guns at the same time, or did they do ARs no, first? They, they, they did ARs they, first. Yeah, they did the A. I remember that the ARs okay. thing, and no. and I remember talking about it at the time. Like I, I don't think it's so much that the AR sales were no, propping right. up the business, but when you put out this you know statement and you basically alienated a lot of your customer base that did go in to buy ammo, maybe and or maybe they also shopped because they could also buy hunting gear along with ammunition and maybe pick up a new rifle, maybe pick up something else. You know, and then when you go out there and you start saying things that are counter to uh, what your customer base believes in, you alienated a lot of people. Yeah. Well, well and yeah, honestly, exactly. there, there, I think there's another way to look at it, too. You have a lot of people um, that hunt and fish. Those same people have kids in sports. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you can buy your new ball glove somewhere else. You can buy your attire somewhere else. You get what I'm saying? Sure. I don't know that it's just from firearms. I mean, sometimes you'll have a brand. You know, think about everything in the last week with Anheuser-Busch and the Dylan Mulvaney thing. Yeah. I mean, it's quite possible. It's not just going to be Bud Light that goes down as far as sales. It's anything Anheuser-Busch. People realize what it is. You get what I'm saying? Oh, no, I, Guild by Association, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. And, David, to your point, I believe you're right because a lot of parents and a lot of uh, softball players I've known sure. through the years, and they buy their bats, they buy their gloves, yeah. they buy other stuff at Dick's, and they're like, well, I may or may not have a gun to begin with, but I'm sure as hell don't like that stance. And they yeah, just stop. I've got options. I have options. I'm not going to go there anymore. You know, I simple as that. It. you got a CEO who makes the people who work on the ground suffer for his wokeness. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes, I think yeah. that's true. The numbers get smaller yeah. as the hits get bigger. And by the way, the marketing director from Bud Light has now moved over to Dick Sporting Goods. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day. Uh, One. <laughs> uh, there's a Dylan Mulvaney joke in there. I know there yeah. is. I know there is. Not going to touch <laughs> that's it. That's okay. Uh, the Dalai Lama is a creeper. He asked a kid to suck on his tongue. What? The Dalai Lama has now formally apologized for an interaction with a young boy on Monday. We're just learning about this. After disturbed viewers 
saw the Dalai Lama ask for the boy to, quote, suck my tongue. Now the Dalai Lama said, I was just fooling about it. I do that all the time with these kids. You know, I goof with them. The exact, what was the setup to this? The exact quote was, well, the kid wanted a hug from the Dalai Lama. All right. So the Dalai Lama grabbed him yeah. and, like, sat him on his knee or close to his knee or whatever and said to the kid, I want you to suck my tongue. What the? What is that? Yeah, I know. You know. The Dalai Lama said, I'm really sorry about this. He said, I didn't mean it. Uh, he said, uh, you know, I gave him a little kiss on the cheek and then, then suck my tongue came out of my mouth. His holiness often teases people he meets innocent playful way even in public and before cameras he regrets the incident now <laughs> all of us have been around young children all of us yeah and playful is one thing that comes to mind when you talk about young kids mm. asking a boy young boy to suck your tongue i don't believe that's playful i don't think that's in the handbook of playfulness N- no i'm pretty I mean, sure who does this guy think he is joe biden <laughs> <laughs> could have got by with Sniff your hair. <laughs> the kid, I guess, was creeped out. Yeah. And, oh, my and, goodness. And the people, observers were creeped out as well. Yeah. Because okay. first, he just didn't want to do it. I don't blame no, him no. for crying out loud. Poor kid no. put in that position. Man, oh, man. And there you have it. There you go. Wow. Scott Robbins trifecta. Wow. You know what? You ever come away from a story still not thinking, I don't know that I understand it all, but I don't want to ask any more questions <laughs> no, either. Really I just want to move on. Really, there's any more to understand anyway. Okay, yeah, news update and <laughs> Nimrod's of the news coming up. Huh. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, we're hearing a little bit more about uh, the shooter in Louisville, Kentucky. Shot up a bank where he used to work. Um, killing four people, injuring eight others, including a police officer who was last listed in critical condition. Uh, apparently, uh, he had been putting out on Instagram texts about, well, he was threatening to do something, that he was suicidal, that he was mm. threatening to go shoot up the bank, and then he did it. Oh, goodness. So then, you know, you got to yeah, ask the question... Did anybody see something and say something? And if so, was there any knowledge on the part of law enforcement that this guy might be capable of doing something like this? We don't know. These are the things that we will find out in the coming days. All right. Thank you for the update on that. Without further ado, Nimrod's couple doozies. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Sometimes you just have, you know, goofy, stupid criminals. This bit sometimes reprehensible. This is, man, oh, man. Uh, two Florida women, one Jada Harris, who's 18, and Shy Tiona Bishop. That's S-H-Y apostrophe capital T-I-O-N-A, destined for greatness. Um, well, they uh, live streamed something as they were working at the uh, oh, God. elderly person's home. I saw this. You already saw this? Yeah. Um, so then you know that these two, quote, health care workers were verbally abusing and taunting a woman who also has dementia. Yes. Mm-hmm. Despicable. Um. The Brevard County Sheriff, Wayne Ivey, said, uh, 
I'm pretty ticked off about this, as you can tell. Our corrections team, the professionals that they are, will treat these two pieces of crap with professionalism, and they'll do their job. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm hoping for public caning on oh, that one. Oh, yeah. And then we have the story, another story from Florida. This guy's name is Blake Tockman. He's 34. Smashed a window trying to break into somebody's home. Then he left trying to break into a second house. When police got to the scene, this dude was greased up with wheel bearing grease and peppermint oil. And he was naked on a trampoline. That's not easy to arrest. He's slow, slippery, but they finally got him cuffed. And he is our latest Nimrod in the news. <laughs>